were you recording that? I didn't even know you were recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. There's a lot of hot mic situations here on salad. We can... <laughs> uh, at least ours aren't about hating Christmas and getting annoyed that people don't like you for separating children. But. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Uh, we are back, and uh, it's good to be back um, here in the Salad Studios, aka uh, two houses in Arizona and one house in LA. We're all separated, <laughs> spread out. As always, really, nothing's changed for us in this COVID landscape. Um, we've got a good set of ads to talk about here on Bite Size Takes today. Um, we will be taking you through uh, some work from Ryan Reynolds' group uh, involving Hugh Jackman, which we all love and then we've got uh a new spot from mischief which is a new agency um founded by greg hahn who departed bbdo earlier this year um we're going to be diving into that and then finally we'll be wrapping up with nike's first ad for esports um so hell of a time to be alive hell of a month to be alive um october has been crazy we are recording this on october 4th and so far a lot of shit has happened um i think we just got to open up by saying uh our thoughts and prayers go out to the trump family and everyone that has contracted covid in congress recently uh it's ripping through like wildfire it feels like and uh, that shit's crazy uh so we hope they're okay and i think we just want to use this moment to say hey again literally the most powerful person in the world has gotten it and you got to imagine they have a lot of safety procedures um so please be careful uh, look out for yourselves and also look out for others through your actions. Um, and hopefully we'll all come out the other side of this uh, a lot better. Um, and uh, yeah, to get into the ads now, um, I'm going to kick us off here with Hugh Jackman. We have got a little um, cheeky spot. Ch- Zach, I think cheeky is probably a good way to describe it. Maybe maybe <laughs> not for the way you <laughs> yeah, maybe not for the way you're you're thinking. I don't want to get the boot here, but uh, uh, we've got Hugh Jackman in an ad for Australian bootmaker R.M. Williams, <laughs> um, known for playing Wolverine, known for being smoldering, if you will. Uh, he appears stark naked uh, in just his boots. Um, <laughs> so the ad comes produced by Ryan Reynolds' recent studio, Maximum Effort. If you recognize that reference, it is a reference to a Daredevil catch or not Daredevil Deadpool catchphrase. Sorry, <laughs> Marvel wow. on the mind. Um, <laughs> dude, I watched uh, oh, side note. I watched Spider Verse again last night. So good. Oh, um, uh, let's see here. So maximum effort. Uh, it's a Deadpool catchphrase reference, and uh, the reason that is is he actually founded it uh, with studio marketing exec George Dewey, who he met on the set of Deadpool and handled their promotion um, for those movies with him. So they kind of found a bond, created this thing, and now they've got 10 people employed in New York City, although realistically right now, probably all over the country because everyone's moving out of New York, it seems like. Um, So we've got an endorsement deal here going on for the boot company. Um, And, you know, in in these deals, you know, that you sign as, you know, you work in advertising, there's some interesting little clauses that companies sometimes have. For example, the endorsement deal here um, by R.M. Williams is that he can only wear the R.M. Williams boots. 
Uh, you may think that applies just to boot brand, shoe brand companies. No, uh, Hugh Jackman goes uh, full method actor and applies it to everything. So he's only wearing boots, uh, which is why it's a cheeky ad. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a 90 second spot between an awkward meeting where he is spread eagled on a chair, um, meeting across from a executive from the company. And, uh, you know, there's some good some good bonds. They're talking about, you know, the premium leather as it zooms in on his crotch and you see the boot in the lower right corner and the crotch is blurred out. So there's some good innuendos going on. Uh, Hugh Jackman is all in. His word is his bond. And I think I appreciate it and uh, some more levity amid everything else going on in the world. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious for your guys' thoughts. I love this one. And and here's why. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds is getting better at advertising. Um, he is always yeah. He was trash before, so <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't trash before, but I, I really do have a point that I'm getting at here. Like this oh, totally. dude is hilarious. Like he's hilarious in the films he makes, and he's obviously translated that hilarity into the stuff that he writes and the ads that he makes. Um, and this ad is clearly no different. Um, but what I will say is that what I really like about this one is it does such a good job of actually also accentuating product benefits, which is yeah. something, you know, like if you go back to like the David Ogilvy days is like, that's the, that's the key to good advertising is you need the entertainment aspect of it, but you also need the, the literal advert, the selling aspect of it. And Ryan Reynolds has never been horrible at that, but there have been sometimes when you've seen his entertainment brain take over or his entertainment style take over and overpower the selling aspect. The one that I remember is that like direct TV ad that was interrupted by an aviation gin ad. And there was another brand in it too. And it was like, it was like three or it was a movie of his too. And it was just, there was just so much shit going on that you, it was really funny, but you didn't really know what they were selling. Was it selling direct TV or was it selling the movie or was it selling the gin? Like that sort of thing where that's like, that's more of just the advertising, the selling part of it being just a little bit out of whack. Sure. In this case, this ad is spot on. Like it's a super simple conversation between a, a bare ass Hugh Jackman wearing nothing but boots <laughs> and this executive who is his like, I don't know, the, the person, it was one of the lawyers of the company or marketing executive, whoever it is, telling him that he doesn't have to wear only boots. And Hugh Jackman is sitting there saying, my word is my bond. When I see I'm in, I'm all in. And he just starts going through and talking about like Cole, you're, or like Trent, you had mentioned the, like the, the premium leather of this boot. And he talks at one point about the balls of his feet and how he always yeah. enjoys supporting his balls. And that is like the perfect marrying of hilarity, entertainment, and also touting product benefits at the same time. I'm a big fan of this clearly, but I think it, just to analyze from a, from an ad standpoint and from specifically a Ryan Reynolds ad standpoint, he's really nailed it this time in getting both the humor and the entertainment aspect of it in a catchy way. Obviously you're looking at naked Hugh Jackman. So it's it immediately it's going to grab your attention, but while also not <laughs> forgetting to sell the product. Boom. There I'm done. That's it. Nice. That's nice. pretty good, Zach. What you got Cole? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you summed it up pretty nicely, Zach. Um, it's a what? good package you put together. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, there's a decent set of uh, set of arguments you got there for uh, why this why this ad was good. 
No, I, I mean, I think it was, uh, I think it was fun as well. I mean, yeah, who doesn't love a little uh, naked Hugh Jackman? Um, I think that, yeah, it, it felt a little bit more, I think, like a classic maybe ad in comparison to maybe some of the other stuff that Ryan Reynolds has done. I think, like you were saying, Zach, there's a little bit more polish, um, you know, touting the product benefits, um, focusing specifically on the message as well. Um, I feel like uh, it's like every celebrity is starting up their own ad uh, agency. <laughs> so it's like Ryan Reynolds has one, The Rock has one. I feel like there's a few other people even that have them as well. Um, but it's interesting how you can kind of launch a whole, you know, a whole style or a whole voice of, you know, campaigns for different products and stuff around one person, you know, like Ryan Reynolds. It's like, where he's been able to take his like voice and his uh, style of humor kind of and inject it into an agency like that. that And I feel like that definitely shines through in this ad in that it's got kind of the fun, uh, you know, again, the quippy innuendos that kind of make it, um, you know, fun to watch and kind of give it that Ryan Reynolds like brand of humor, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this ad definitely communicates that well while being a little bit more grown up, I'd say, than some of the OG Ryan Reynolds spots. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of cool to see this and kind of cool to see where it goes. And I, I mean, I think we'll probably continue to see celebrities and influencers and all sorts of people um, leverage their brand to start their own agency as well. Yeah, he, he and he and Dewey definitely have something good going on here. I think um, I think this is maybe the first time in a while or first time period that we have had uh, a Ryan Reynolds ad on the show, uh, which I guess I should say, let me speak to you now, Mr. Reynolds. Congrats. First time on salad. It's a big deal. I know uh, you can share this episode <laughs> yeah. with your parents. <laughs> um, I just want to speak to you right now directly. Um I think you've missed an opportunity here uh, to recreate Lieutenant Dangle's uh, new boot goofin from Reno 911. So I know yeah. Hugh Jackman to be reenacting this. <laughs> I need this in my life. So please get it together. A, please make it happen. That's a uh, deep cut. That's a deep cut. <laughs> I, I forgot about Reno 911. It's so good. I think, uh, you know, I think I speak for everyone in the world when we could all use a little bit of new boot goofin right now. So uh, <laughs> let's make it happen. Um, uh, <laughs> before we move on, just one thing before we move on, because I, I I need to correct my mistakes. The ad I was referencing that I didn't like as much from Ryan Reynolds was a Samsung QLED TV ad with yeah. also Aviation Gin, not a direct TV ad. That's all. <laughs> the only takeaway was TV Ryan Reynolds funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember direct. But uh, hey, to that point, it... That's exactly my point. There was a, too much going on in there to understand exactly who was what and remember what was being sold. I remember the ad, which is an achievement, but I could not. I couldn't remember what it was for. <laughs> Zach, critique a man's ad, but don't end his whole career. <laughs> hey, I just uh, no, gave him been... hours of praise about this new one. So <laughs> he's been never working this town again. It <laughs> is. It is funny. I was seeing from a, a Fast Company interview with Ryan Reynolds. Um, he says. Uh, before Deadpool, he had never looked at his promotion as anything other than obligatory, but what he realized was that it can actually be creatively satisfying and a lot of fun, not just for me, but for the audience. 
and Mr. Reynolds, you have realized the joy of advertising. Congratulations. Welcome to the arena. So next, we're going to hop over this uh, wild ride um, to voting um, and a new, well, new set of ads from Represent Us which is a uh, nonpartisan organization that, quote, aims at tackling government corruption that threatens issues Americans care about. Uh, they fight broken elections, gerrymandering, political bribery, help you get info on how to register. Um, so mischief at uh, no fixed address uh, has done this, this set of ads for them. And, and this agency really has come out of, we talked about it earlier in the year, uh, Greg Hahn was one of those high-profile departures from BBDO. Um, he has founded this uh, out of essentially uh, an agency from Toronto, uh, and then this is essentially their their U.S. base of it, uh, if that makes sense. Um, so it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. We've kind of seen, um, you know, Canadian agency, no fixed address, and Mischief is a part of that now. Uh it's interesting to see the work they're putting together. I think this is the first piece we've really seen. Zach and I, at least, we're talking about it. The first piece we've recognized, um, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, they use deepfake um, to show Kim Jong Un and Vladimir Putin in separate ads, essentially talking to the camera. It's meant to be a very kind of chilling uh, feeling that you get from it. It's slowly zooming in on them. The background is kind of blurred out. There's a little bit of a sense of dread at the slow zoom. It feels like it's kind of impending and you're just getting sucked in you can't get away from it um they have these leaders kind of musing over how they don't have to do anything to destroy america americans are doing it themselves by not being involved in elections uh and not voting makes their attempts to undermine democracy all the easier um they to end it they say all you have to do is nothing um it's interesting the the kind of the ad the two ads end with democracy lives or dies with you the footage is not real but the threat is uh, and then uh, it directs them to represent us as website where they have six things citizens can do to help elections go smoothly um, they were due to run on broadcast and it would have made them the first major broadcast ads to employ deepfake Hulu has done it with athletes but this is kind of a more serious context given the world leaders that they are uh, manipulating here. Um, it got pulled. Uh, they were not told why they were pre-approved, but I think, I think I know why. I think Zach knows why. <laughs> there's there's a lot mm. going on here. Zach, I want to toss it to you first because I know you've got some thoughts on this. I think you and I are probably coming in from similar angles. So why don't you kick us off here with your thoughts on on deep fakes with world leaders in tense times, and uh, and then we can just dive into it. Cole and I will add our little little uh, yeah uh, spices here on top of it. Um, I was not a fan of these. Um, I would like to start out by saying that I think represent us and everything they stand for is great. And I love that they're trying to do something to get people to vote. Everyone should, uh, please vote. vote and everyone should, I'm sorry, we're going to say something. You're cutting me please off vote. right in the middle of my, please, please vote. vote. <laughs> is that what you said? Yes. Everyone <laughs> should vote. Everyone should register to vote. I'll, I'll break out of my little more serious tone that i was using and tell you just please vote please register if you still can in your state um and anyone listening overseas just support all of us as we go into this election 
Thank also you. vote in your elections. <laughs> yes, and also vote in your elections. Also, I don't care who the fuck you vote for. Just vote. <laughs> Be involved. Please. Please. Back to serious. You, you don't play. <laughs> Back to serious, Zach. All right. Here we go. In serious, serious to Zach, aka Sack, aka callback to the last <laughs> ad, aka we are excellent writers. We're just tying it all in. Now get back to it. Um okay. <laughs> to get back into shredding this, if I if I must Did say I so. deep fake you out, Zach? Anyway, I'm done. They, they, yeah. <laughs> I I really respect everything that represent us stands for and everything that they were trying to do here. However, using fear. And also combining that with deep fake technology, which, as we've mentioned, has been used in an ad before by Hulu um, to, I, I believe it was Baker Mayfield and gosh, Saquon the Barkley other. without Saquon, Saquon Barkley Barkley's on, quads. Yes, on like <laughs> these little tiny athletes' bodies talking about it. It was really funny and it was lighthearted and I didn't mind that. But we've heard of the repercussions of deep, of deep fake technology and, and there's already been so much talk about how serious and um dangerous it can be i don't think exploiting that and using it in this way to try and get people to vote is the right way to do it we're already in such a charged political environment there's already so much stuff going on i don't think you should be utilizing putin and kim jong-un and a fear-based campaign to try and get people to be in the right headset the right mindset to vote that's not the way that you should do it. I just don't think that's smart. I don't think it's the right way to approach this. I really don't think it was a smart decision by the agency to do that, uh, especially considering the fact that we know that deepfakes can look so real. As you can see here when you watch these, I just don't think they should be toying around with it in that matter. And there's yeah. this explanation at the bottom, just before I hand it off back to you guys, there's this explanation at the bottom from Greg Hahn, he says, there's so much noise in this political environment that people can be overwhelmed and left feeling it's all out of their hands. There's nothing that they can do. Um, apathy is actually the intent of the noise. It was really critical to cut through all of that in a way that provokes. I understand that this does an exceptional job cutting through all of that in a way that provokes, but I think it was low hanging fruit to use fear. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. And I really think it just does more harm than good. Yeah, here, here's the, okay, so here's the way it can go well. People are scared into voting. Okay, but here are all the problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, one people are already scared voting either way. Like, yeah, no. yeah, if you want to encourage long-term habit changes, where I think last election, like 40-something percent of the country or like registered voters did not vote, right? Like, want to create a long-term habit change that's through getting involvement giving people a small piece that they can take on and own and be involved in and get small wins and like there's a lot of behavior design that needs to happen between advertising agencies and government offices and nonprofits to create an easier system to get people involved but like fear is not the way to do it when people are already scared people are already scared because they feel like they can't go to polls because of coronavirus um they feel like they can't send in a mail-in ballot because the president says there's voter fraud, even though that hasn't really been proven to be true. Um, so why why add more gasoline into this? And deep fakes with political figures, world leaders, just feels so incredibly irresponsible to me. We already live in a time where fucking spam accounts on Twitter and random people will take a clip 
and clip it without the rest of the context and put it up and change the narrative around why that footage exists to try and purport something that gets shared. Then you have a ton of misinformation going around. Bro, all it takes is like someone to clip this and take off parts of the ad. And then you've got something about Putin or Kim Jong-un that you can share around and be like, whoa, look at this. This is why we need X person in office because this person isn't going to do it. Like there's so much opportunity to misuse it. Not alone the fact that uh, how pissed off do you think Russian would be or North Korea would be if they saw that they could literally say the great evil America is twisting the words of us and making lies about us to trick the American people. Like there's so many things that can be taken out of context and misused with this. It's just for me, it's incredibly irresponsible to use. And there's no wonder in my mind that it was taken off the air and not allowed to run. Like, I'm sorry, you need to do more than just provide a thing at the end. You can't just have a tag at the end that says, Oh, this isn't real, but the threat is get online. And no, like, we know how TV ads work. A lot of people watch without sound. A lot of people walk in and out of the room. Um, like, I'm sorry. Like, you only miss, you only catch a certain part of this and it's not the end and you just see Kim Jong-un talking to you on your screen. Like, fucking people are going to think Russia's talking on the screen. Like, I just feel like it's just, there's a lot that can go wrong with this. And I under, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I understand that advertising's hard. We all take risks. We all question I think this could be really great if it lands and if it doesn't, it's a risk and we just have to take it. This was a miss. There are going to be misses in everyone's career. So I'm not, I'm not hating on that, but it's just, there's got to be better ways to go about this man. Like it, it does an amazing job to provoke. Like it does its job. It's, it's attention grabbing. And oftentimes we also talk about the fact like it's making you and I nervous, which is usually a good thing in advertising, but there is a line. And I think this did cross it. I wonder, like, we talked about, too, like, the coronavirus ads, right? Like, Wyden and Kennedy, love them. But they had the very blunt ad in Oregon that <laughs> you could kill someone. Whereas there's the um, Cleveland ad, I believe it was, that had the ping pong balls. And both mm-hmm. of them used fear, but they used fear in a different way. And I feel like that's a that's an important nuance, too. Like, the Wyden one was just, you're scared. You're scared, don't do this. You could kill someone. But the Cleveland one was like, they used a visual like metaphor to explain to you the situation and by understanding the situation that gave you fear but it also i feel like empowered you to have an understanding of how it can get out of control and what to do to not let it and so there's at least fear there tied to an understanding of what you can do and while this gives a link to a website i mean how many people are going to do that i just i don't know i think it's a miss cool yeah (laughs) yeah um I see what you guys are saying, though I don't really know that I feel like it was such a a big uh, whiff. I guess. I mean, I I think what? I think no, I, I'm joking. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Play it on. Um, oh, here's, wait, here's my other thing, really quick. Yeah, yeah. It got okay, pulled okay. off of broadcast, so now they're reallocating their budget to social, where they have celebrities such as Katy Perry, Orlando Bloom, Kathy Griffin, and others sharing the ads. Okay, I'm sorry. There's already so many fake conspiracies about celebrities being involved in random ass rings of corruption and evil and now you want celebrities on social media to share videos of dictators like there's so much fuel that you can add to fire these conspiracies now it's just like it blows my mind anyway sorry (laughs) pass it back i I know what you're saying i know what you're saying about all again no i think you guys have some pretty tacit like concerns about Again, okay, deep fakes are out there. You know, people are manipulating media. Things are getting, you know, a little bit harder to know what to believe. But I think that 
though it's not communicated towards the end, I think that this is, uh, I think it is clearly an ad. I mean, it is, it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of like hokey, I feel like, to have, you know, again, Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong-un up there talking about, oh, we're going to destroy democracy. I, I mean, but I think... Yeah, the writing is very hokey. Parcel. Yeah, no, and I think it's kind of part and parcel for the political season. Admittedly, I, I remember an ad many, I think it was probably 10 or 12 years, I guess it would have been 12 years ago, it was another presidential election, and it was some, um, like, it, it was supposed to be like a university in China, basically talking about how all of these great civilizations fell, and the last one that they talk about is the U.S., and they basically say, oh, if you don't elect this person, we're going to, like, you know, the U.S. is going to collapse, essentially. <laughs> um, and so, like, I feel like this, this sort of stuff, yeah, exactly, this sort of stuff th- does go on. But I think that you guys are right in the sense that um, this isn't the best way to get people to vote, really. I mean, I think, as you, as you said, there's already uh, enough fear out there right now. Um, you know, I don't think that anyone needs to be necessarily scared into voting at this point, um, where, you know, there's already so many uncertainties going on with our democracy. There's already coronavirus. Um, you know, as we mentioned at the top of the show, our president is literally, you know, in the hospital with coronavirus right now. Um, and, you know, people, people understand that voting is going to be important for them um and hopefully i guess um and so i don't really know that this ad is really going to push the needle because again you really have to be paying attention i feel like um Mm -hmm. as well to really get the message um i mean i think it is powerful uh in the sense that you know the u.s really is doing a lot to destroy itself but at the same and i mean again i i think that there are there is a lot of risk as as you guys had mentioned that you know this gets spread around in some bad ways and whatnot but i really do feel like there's so much out there already that this though it could get misconstrued i don't i don't take i guess as much of an issue with it um but i can understand how it would be problematic i I guess i take issue too though with like like i think about something like jojo rabbit which was an incredibly successful film by taika waititi and like the the satire with which hitler is played right and it does such a good job of setting up so viewers feel in on the joke and i I think like you could do this in ways other than just like it's part it's it's part deep fake but also just part like oh let's just zoom in on the person and have a corny speech and like you could have done something that made it more of a social political satire added some humor, gotten viewers in on the joke earlier to know it was fake, but still have the same type of intent and message from a world leader of a rival country. Like, Uh I just think like it could have been, you know, it's just tough. I just feel like it's, if you're going to use a sort a tool used for misinformation to critique misinformation, you have to do it in the right way. Otherwise you're just adding to the misinformation, I guess. Mm -hmm. I I think, I think, uh, I think pointing to a good example of this is, I don't know if you guys have seen, but, uh, uh, Jordan Peele did uh, a deep fake thing kind of like this where he pretends to be Obama essentially yes. where it, it hits him on the screen talking as Obama you know at first you just think it's Obama speaking and then you know he says some things to kind of make it seem oh okay this is actually him and then it kind of shifts to showing that it, it was Jordan Peele talking the whole time and 
I feel like that was probably the better way to present something like this. But again, I feel like at the same time, this isn't this isn't an ad warning us about deep fakes. This is an ad warning us to vote, you know, mm-hmm. using a deep fake. So I guess kind of the difference there being that this one is just utilizing deep fakes as opposed to really, you know, warning us about it. So yeah. yeah. No, I, I see. I see what you guys are saying. It's definitely not. It's definitely inelegant. Um, I don't necessarily like the ads very much. In particular, I don't necessarily think that they're as harmful. But eh, yeah, not not great. I'm not going to be talking about this one in a few months. Yeah, I think one thing we have <laughs> taken away though is they both have some rocking offices that they're uh, they're speaking in. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Props to the interior design. Room, room Raider? What's the Room Raider squad? <laughs> yeah, Room Raider. <laughs> no, I, it, you bring up a good point, Cole. I think, like, it's, it's, it feels like there could have been, it just feels like there could have been more done and more nuance as opposed to just slapping a tool with the conceit. You know what I mean? Like, what elevates yeah. it. But, like, I get your point, And, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a healthy discussion for sure. Um, changing complete gears to wrap up the show today um let's talk esports <laughs> more, more technology but more zaniness um nike is getting involved in esports same as everyone else at this point i mean they've you think about live sports getting hit by the pandemic but esports have really just kept trucking along i mean shit 100 million people watch the league of legends world championship uh, in 2019 um, and the 2020 tournaments going on now for LOL as well. So uh, Nike comes in with its first ever esports ad and um, has kind of a funny little uh, uh, conceit here that uh, pro gamers will uh, perform even better with physical training. Uh, so they uh, have Jean Ziao, uh, better known as Uzi, uh, who's a pro gamer, uh, take people through a elaborate training camp Um there's a grueling gauntlet of exercises. They all have different ties to um, uh, gaming, hand-eye coordination, uh, such as uh, playing with a Rubik's Cube, uh, resilience, or getting hit by like uh, little <laughs> data technology streams, or getting sleep. Uh, but my favorite reference is you're a team, you're all involved, and then it's like this one guy carrying four other people on his back shouting, I will carry, as there's like fake explosions <laughs> in the background. Um, so like a lot of good nods, it's something that I think a lot of, um, advertising for esports. like brands don't know how to talk about it. I, I think a lot of brands still don't take it seriously and don't recognize the audience that Twitch has and how it's not just like 16 year old white guys. It's becoming a really big audience from a variety of backgrounds. And I think like, just like everyone loves games, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really been taking off and I feel like. Nike did a good job of creating something that still feels of that Nike world, um, but it feels like it has a little bit more of a, a honest and like accurate nods to things, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It feels of the world. It doesn't feel like Nike is just tacking on and trying to capitalize on it. Um, so it's a 90-second spot from White and Kennedy, Shanghai. Um, 
different context, but still same world of advertising, which I shot them out for that. But what do you guys think? I loved it. Um, you kind of touched on what, what I thought they did so well here is, but it's still, it's still Nike. They didn't lose the Nike part of them, but they didn't recreate the Nike that you think of when you think of your typical sports campaigns, your typical sports ads. Um, they're still following, you know, they're still using athletes in this case or in gaming athletes in this case to, to sell. And just that you, you, you mentioned this at the very beginning, but just that, like that zaniness and that quirkiness that came around with this, with this spot is so, is so fun to me. Um, I think just, it's, it's just different enough that I wouldn't immediately recognize it as Nike. Obviously yeah. as the ad goes on, you start to see the logo, you start to, you start to understand that. I wouldn't recognize that right off the bat because the voice is different enough in that sense. However, it's similar enough in message and in, you know, the, they're going through this training camp. They're, they're training to be better. And it's about training your mind and your body, which is kind of the sort of the insight that they were, you know, building off of. They talk about the fact that gamers spend in the article that I'm looking at, it's like top players put in 16 hours a day, six days a week, which can take a massive toll on their body. We believe strengthening their bodies and minds can help take their gaming to the next level. Like that's sort of the idea behind this and the thing that they're going for is they're really touting the fact that you should be training your mind and your body. And most people don't necessarily consider that when they think of gaming, but they did it in a way that just really gets into that world and, and creates just this fun environment that is inherently Nike, but different enough to have its own voice and to have its own sort of culture around it. it I just think, like you said, they did a really good job of getting into that gamer mindset and and doing their due diligence and trying to understand it in a way that would resonate with that audience and not just try to attach the Nike typical Nike brand work onto a new camp or onto a new campaign in a new yeah um, something that's interesting uh -huh. too I feel like most Nike advertising typically is the power of the athlete individually um, there's some spots like nothing beats a Londoner uh, and, and and other like group nike spots with a bunch of athletes that have senses of teamship and camaraderie but i feel like what was interesting oh, is it almost felt like this was nike's one of nike's first or most recent takes on uh teams you know what i mean i think they did such a good job of showing the camaraderie of the esports athlete as opposed to the mm -hmm. individual triumph and that was kind of a a nice fresh breath of pace too because i feel like for the gaming industry and something that is so team-based um in the esports communities it, it was kind of a fun little uh, it just felt very native to that world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you bring up the uh, like a Londoner uh, spot, because now that you mention it, I think that this ad reminds me the most of that one. Yep. Yeah, um, right. Now, I know that that was that was what Wyden and, Kate, uh, Wyden and Kennedy London versus this one was Wyden and Kennedy Shanghai. But um, I think what was unique to me about this Nike ad was that, um, you know, we're kind of used to Nike ads taking us to those moments in sport, uh, you know, the victories, the um, all of those, you know, triumphant moments um, that athletes have uh, when they're playing or whatnot. But I think what this one does that's kind of interesting that you don't see as much with Nike ads is it really built a whole world um, around esports and around this kind of 
um you know it almost felt uh american ninja warrior like you're training in a volcano <laughs> like you're meets doing the floor is lava like <laughs> exactly exactly like any like superhero training montage that you've ever watched you know this is like this is a little bit like that a little bit of hercules zero to hero all that good stuff in there <laughs> um <laughs> but uh i think what was cool is that yeah it really did build around this team and i like that you're you're talking about again Okay, so I think Like a Londoner also built sort of a world around London and it being its own place. This kind of built a world around, again, around gaming uh, and how you kind of prepare your mind and body um, for that sport. And I think what was interesting um, was that was kind of what differentiated it from, I guess, uh, other sports. You know, we haven't really seen a Nike esports ad before. Um, and I guess kind of their differentiator was that, you know, the, mo- the mind and the body um, need to be involved. Um, you know, we've seen Nike kind of moving even more away from kind of their athlete core, uh, as we saw earlier this year with Nike's just don't do it um, as well, which is kind of, you know, ex- working on expanding that message. So it seems like they're kind of working to push to new places, um, you know, uh, game gamers gonna game and uh it's it's <laughs> and like gonna uh, hate. <laughs> haters gonna hate too and i mean it, it's uh you know people talk about gaming a lot and i think it gets kind of like bandied around a lot but it really is uh gonna be continue to be a powerhouse in the future um in terms of you know just uh, market share and whatnot i mean there's more money to be made off of gaming than there is to be made off of movies um probably close to all athletics i'd say um is probably not even as big as the gaming sector so uh yeah nike's looking to get a little slice of that pie and i'd imagine we'll see we'll start to see more esports and gaming and stuff like that become more mainstream as well um yeah nike being in this space now really legitimizes a lot of it Mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely yeah Big, big time, big time coming, big, time <laughs> big, big time rush. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nike got to make it big yeah. time. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so do we. So please share this episode <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tag Ryan Reynolds so he sees this and gets new yeah. boot goofing into the new conversation of public discourse once again. Um, thank you again for listening we're on social at salad underscore podcast we're on youtube uh, at salad underscore podcast as well give us a shout give us a listen give us a view uh, and dm us let us know what you thought let us know if you have any questions and uh yeah we'll see you back here again in two weeks but uh always good hanging with all of you thanks for tuning in peace Have an ad-tastic week, ladies and gentlemen.